What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 57 of the Lombard Trucking Show. I'm your host, Michael Lombard, and I'm glad for you guys to join me today. Uh, this is going to be a quick one. I wanted to come on here because I know it's been a while. I've been trying to upload two to three podcasts per week, basically. That has been my goal. Um, I've mentioned on the past several episodes, my goals are to continue to pump out uh, episodes of this show as often as possible uh, to keep the conversation going and put out in the airwaves and in the atmosphere uh, the issues that we've been facing uh, and new things that I'm learning along the way, as well as everything going on with uh, all of the organizations I'm working with, especially the one now more recently, uh, CDL Drivers Unlimited. And I wanted to actually start off by talking about that organization. They are a newer organization of which I am a founding member of, happy to be. And if you are involved in the trucking world or trucking social media, there's a uh, couple on there trucking with the Schmitz, uh, Lee and Lisa Schmidt. They're both great, phenomenal human beings. I met them over the weekend in person at the Mid-America Trucking Show, and it was great to talk to them. They have been out to D.C. They've been lobbying on the behalf of trucking essentially since the ELD mandate in 2017. And the messages that have been brought to them were get organized, get organized, get organized. They spoke to several senators and congressmen and explained that in order for the government to listen to them, they need to organize, which can you blame the government for doing so? They're not just going to listen to two people in a country of 300, you know, nearly 350 million at this point. Uh, and despite the industry being so huge, what can we do? I released a YouTube video where I explained this point. Uh, I believe I had talked, uh, mentioned about why people need to join OOIDA. I still believe people need to join OOIDA. I met some of those people at the Mid-America Trucking Show. And lo and behold, they're looking for more people like me. Number one, I'm shocked they haven't found me yet. Um, considering all I do is, you know, this, <laughs> talk and keep posting. But social media is a big world. It's even bigger on that scale of things. I shouldn't blame them for not finding me. I should be doing more to reach out to them as it is. And I told them, they're like, oh, my God, you're doing this. You want to be involved. It's so hard to get truckers to want to be involved in this sort of thing. And it goes to show you the morale of the industry. And this is why turnover is so high. Nobody sticks around long enough to want to fight to make it better. They just leave and go on. And look, I'm all about people's personal choices. And I say all the time, if you don't like your jobs, leave. And I, I still mean that. But the thing is, when it comes to trucking, a lot of truck drivers, they do love the job. They do like getting, you know, they did get, they got into trucking for whatever reasons there is. And it's just, it got to the point to where they couldn't take it anymore to, to give up what they love. It's not like being at some dumbass fucking job working for some cocksuckers, making you do useless bullshit that not even he cares about. No, see, the thing is, people who are in trucking who get so fed up they quit, it hurts them. It fucking, it's almost like scars their heart. It's like getting a divorce. It's like breaking up. You know, there was a YouTuber on, on here not too long ago, Wildbeard. This guy, he was an owner-operator. He got out of it, made a whole video that, like, almost brought me to tears about him fucking quitting because of, you know, what had gone on with the economy. He ended up getting another job. He came on YouTube not that much longer. Now he's back with Hirschbach. He's a company driver. When people leave this, you know, when you leave, you know, it's people, all they think about is coming back. So that's that's the state of what it is. You know, when these guys eventually quit, it's, it's be, you know, they're almost brought to like a breaking point. 
uh, and it's like they're giving up something that they love, like like a marriage, you know, like going through, like divorcing yourself from something that you like almost committed to, made a vow to. I'm not trying to say that trucking is more important than marriages, uh, but you get the picture. So this organization is be looking to become a great resource for drivers, all drivers, owner operators, company drivers, uh, fucking local guys. Even if you drive a fucking school bus, it doesn't matter. If you got a commercial driver's license, go online and join CDL Drivers Unlimited. They're looking to offer a plethora of resources to drivers. Top down, we're, you know, we're going in on insurance. We're talking about getting deals with tire discounts. You name it. We're trying to do a lot of the things that the OOIDA, OOIDA does or OIDA. I'm just going to call them that because it's easier to say. Looking into a lot of that. But we're also looking... Like I said, I keep saying the word resource. So we have a crisis committee. This is a committee that I was invited to be a part of, specifically working with veterans as well as drivers, health and fitness. And so you're going to be seeing me talking about a lot of this stuff more. So this crisis committee, we are looking to offer mental health you know, services, directing people to the right places to go, counseling services, talking with people. Um, I will be open and honest right now. I'm a veteran, military veteran, Marine Corps veteran over the road, driving as an owner operator. I am here to speak to some of these veterans through the crisis committee. We're also work, you know, we have a gentleman on board there. He works with truckers for Christ and truckers for Christ is another organization that works a lot with people who are going through rough circumstances, need help, need counseling. So just think about that, especially if you're a driver, there's a lot of things we're working on. This is an organization that uh, is, has been founded with drivers. I'm a founding member. I am a driver. We do have back office support. Um, gentleman by the name of Jim Heffernan and his, bro- and his brother. These are great gentlemen. They're in the twilight of their lives and have dedicated themselves to this organization. Um, you know, These are guys who should be enjoying their retirement. And guess what? They're out here on Zoom calls, Zoom meetings daily. They're finding college interns to produce content, to write up our websites, do all this coding. These guys should be do not need to be doing this. And they're doing this because they care about this industry that much, even though they're not behind the wheel. However, the organization is made up very much by members who are behind the wheel and getting to meet the Schmitz this week. Absolutely. Put a fire under me. I'm excited to work with two outstanding individuals, but that is all I'm going to say about that. Go check out CDL drivers unlimited. You can, there is a paid membership form because like OIDA, like the ATA, um, you do need money to do these things. However, there is a free membership. There's a free membership for non-drivers too. All the resources are on that web- website. As long as we just get names on the newsletter, that is what helps us. That's what helps us in DC. But at the end of the day, paid memberships will act. You know, give you access to certain, you know, s- certain resources like that for drivers. Similar to OIDA, I'm a dues-paying member of OIDA myself, and OIDA is the second biggest lobbying organization to the government next to the ata the ata has the strongest arm in lobbying uh they have the most amount of millions of dollars and what's crazy is it's not even that much and yet they have they own all the means of technology and regulations that have come in and out of this fucking industry they've been around for 90 years and they they don't give a shit about parking they'll go on there and they'll be like yeah parking's an issue but they've known about it they've known it's going to be an issue but they continue to do jack shit like i said organization for 90 years fucking do something. I have a lot of respect for OIDA. 
They offer a lot of good resources. They help guys out starting their authority. They offer great insurances. They'll help you, you know, like uh, like I said, get your carry started. There's stuff that they offer, life insurance-wise too. I'm saying that they offer stuff. However, because of lack of talent or lack of recruiting or an aging membership, uh, they're not doing the job that they should be doing, and they've only really focused on continuing to bring in revenue to continue giving the services they give which have nothing to do with actually making this job a better place. Now, when it comes to making this job a better place, that's what this weekend, this past weekend in Louisville, Kentucky, was all about. Going to the Mid-America Truck Show set an, like absolutely lit me up. And I made a LinkedIn post about this. I had posted about it on Twitter. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I would rather go to something like the Mid-America Truck Show than a vacation any day of the week. You see, when I go on vacation, number one, vacation is something you have to fucking pay for. Okay. So when you want to go to the beach, when you want to travel, when you want to go someplace, you've got to number one, be able to allocate the time. And whether we like it or not, time is the most valuable currency, but time is money at the end of the day. So time you're not working is, is costing you trucking or non period, but you know, business owner or not your, your, your time will cost you even, you know, I get it. Yeah, some people have PTO. I'm kind of gearing this more towards drivers in a sense, but it doesn't really matter. You get the picture. Time is fucking money. Enough about that. And then so you have to organize all this travel to go to a destination. And then, you know, you enjoy your time there and you're out doing, uh, you know, you're doing events. You know, you're, you're trying to enjoy yourself like it's almost like the ELD in a way you've put yourself off duty and now it's time to relax. It's like, you know, you, you, you're almost, it's almost forced. You have to put yourself in off mode. So that's another thing. There's a whole mental thing you have going into it. And guess what? It doesn't last the full length of your vacation because you know, two days before you got to leave. And I, I know maybe this isn't for everybody. I get it. I'm going to get a few people are going to be like, well, I enjoy every minute of I'm not at work. Awesome, man. That's great. I'm, I'm speaking to the majority here because and how I know it's the majority is because I use social media and I see what people say and what people post. And so this is where a lot of it's coming from besides just my personal experience. But two days before you're leaving that vacation, what are you already thinking about? Going back to work. What you got to do Monday. You know for a fact that as you were gone while you weren't at work, things weren't getting done. Whether you own the business or not, whether you're a manager, whether you're mid-level management, no matter where you are, you know that there's stuff in your job that didn't get done. You're going to have to play catch up. These thoughts start entering your fucking mind like octopus tentacles. They're ready to fucking grab a hold of you and take hold. And I get it. You know, you could do some meditation, do some cognitive behavioral therapy and get it out of mind. That's great. Look, that's all fun and dandy, you know, in a perfect world. But this is what happens. So you have the Sunday scaries type anxiety of this fear of going back to work. And then you have to travel home, which is a long process as it is. Going to airports sucks. Airports suck. Um, you know, if you drove, you might have to sit in traffic. If you're leaving the beach, you got to sit in traffic. There's all this stuff that goes along with it. Just to, you know, and all you did was use your money you earned to buy back time. 
You know, that's, that's all vacation is, is you earned money and you're spending money to buy back time that, you know, you're still not going to get back in the first place. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say let's ban vacations or don't go on fucking vacation. Absolutely not. We went to Port A last summer. I'm already dying to go back. I love it down there, down uh, on the fucking Texas coast. I, I, I grew up going to the beach. I love it. But you understand what I'm talking about. There's so much work that goes into a vacation. And for me, anyways, there's a lot of times I came back and it's like, fuck, was it even worth it? You know, I've got now you got all this whole mess to clean up. You're playing catch up. It's going to spill into your next weekend. You get the fucking picture. Going to the Mid-America Trucking Show was completely different because what's crazy is. Oh, actually, let me backtrack for a minute. When you go on vacation, um, look at who you go with, you know. A lot of times, you know, a lot of people my age, even people in our 30s, we don't have kids. So we like to organize these trips with going with friends. People bail last minute. It's hard to get a fucking group of people together. You know what I mean? It's hard to rally people around something to get you all to spend money and take time off, you know, for the same thing. Because they might have to take time off for other things. So that's another factor that I left out of the vacations is who you're going with. And it's, you know, who who you're going to meet. Do you want to meet people? Shit like that. I'm using this to go into why Matt's was so much fun and what made it so cool was because when I was there, you know, I, it was, it's the largest trucking show in the world. Um, I'm very passionate about the industry. I, I hope you can see that. Um, that's why I make this content. That's why I post workouts. That's why I'm doing the coaching. It's what, it's why I listed everything. If you go back to my first episode of the year, new year, same problems. I go into what makes me so fucking passionate about it. So I'm going to something that I, I knew going in, I'm going to get something out of it. So that was the energy. And then I also knew who I was meeting down there. I was meeting former guests of the show. I was meeting other Pete truckers on social media I've been talking with. I knew that I was going to be meeting so many people. And we went there. And it was almost like that. For me, I felt like a, a Silicon Valley tech bro going to South by Southwest you know, for the first time. That, that's kind of what it felt like for me. Or, or something. It was such a huge networking event. I had never been so busy to like be meeting, wanting to meet and network with so many people. I just went around and we had our own little squad too. It was me, my boy Gord, which by the way, go subscribe to his sub stack at autonomous truckers, um, reach out or, you know, shoot me a message or go find him on Twitter driver at driver autonomy. So it's me, him, Justin from freight waves, other buddy, Chris, you know, we, we had our, um, you know, this other guy, Big Sib, shout out. Um, he's on Twitter, funny kid. You know, we had our own little crew and we were going around talking to all, like all these other different people, getting the word out, handing out pamphlets. There were people recording live podcasts. Shout out to the boys at Three Fat Truckers. Um, shout out to the Cents Per Mile guys. Awesome people. So we were just bouncing around to all these people and it's just this whole collective of us all talking, all talking about the issues, stuff going on with training, other like other data that they're getting, all this stuff, you know, all this stuff everyone everyone was getting. It's just this huge brainstorming. Um, and then it wasn't without its fun. Like I talk about vacation. We still had fun every night. Like the you know, the first night we hung out at my truck, which is parked in the free trucking, and we we're just drinking beers and it was a fucking tailgate. We hung out with our boy, shout out Taylor Bilt. You know, Taylor was out there. He had his band and they were playing some tunes. And then we were just drinking with them, just having a good old time. Then the next day, right back to work early. Um, 
I want to give a really nice, I want to say something really great about the guys over at Truck Coin Swap. Um, the CEO over there, Todd, he gave a very fire and brimstone presentation about what you know Truck Coin Swap is going to do for motor carriers. Um, if you go back and listen to the episode I did with uh, Dom Tulo, you know we go into detail about how Truck Coin Swap is looking to eliminate factoring uh, from the industry, and so. We got into that a lot with people I was talking about, about factoring. I was telling people about truck, truck coin swap. And because factoring is a huge issue for people because what people don't get is small motor carriers, if you get a load from a broker, that broker normally pays you in net 15, net 30, net 60, sometimes net 90 days. You're not paid right away upon completion of that load. So what you have to do is you have to do what's called factoring, which is essentially where you find a company and they uh, at either one and a half to three or to four percent gross of the load, they'll give you the money for the load. It's it's a fucking payday loan. It's a break your kneecap, hand you a crutch type service. And it's one of the only it's one of the few industries where where small businesses actually fucking do this. It's 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 outrageous. Um, it's very shady. Uh, and it's it's based off of our – what's crazy is we have all this tech coming in this industry. You hear me talk about tech all the time, yet we still – but when it comes to paying carriers, we're still stuck in the 1980s because that's what they base it off of. They base it off of, of the timeline of when the bills of lading of deliveries got mailed to these people. Then by the time they got mailed and then by the time the, you know, the checks were sent out, that's how long it was. So they're just still based on that fucking timeline because this whole industry believes that it could just fucking walk on truckers and motor carriers. That's going to change. That's something that truck coin shops going to change. That's something I'm very glad to be a part of. And I was happy to meet the CEO at Match this weekend and have these types of conversations with them because that's the type of shit we're trying to do. That's the type of weekend we had. Where we're meeting up with people, meeting up with motherfuckers. We're meeting up with motherfuckers who are ready to fucking put put the fucking hammer down on some of the bullshit in this industry. All right. Yeah. Get fired up over here, as you can see. And then that night we go to downtown Louisville because we heard, you know, about, you know, just a lot of a lot of the vendors, a lot of the other uh, trucking people we had met. They were going to be down there hanging at the bars. We end up going to the you know Irish pub with a whole group of us. You know, we were arm wrestling. So we're, we're having fun. The same fun you're going to have on vacation. We have that same similar type of fun. OK, there's no beach, but I'll say this again. I'm a Louisville appreciator. Underrated city. A lot of fun down there. The only reason Louisville doesn't have a pro team is because because of Cincinnati. That's it. Because Cincinnati used to be one of the biggest countries, biggest sorry, biggest cities in the country. So Louisville kind of lives in a little bit of a Cincinnati shadow. But I, I don't give it that. You know, Louisville by any stretch of the means, phenomenal town. Still a great place to have fun in. Fucking bourbon capital of the world. Are you serious? Have you heard of it? They make the baseball bats. Come on. So we're still having that fun. You know, third day. Same, you know, same thing. A lot of the same thing. Just all the people I met. I met so many connections. I have so many guests lined up for this show. People who have, you know, substantial followings. People who are in this fight. When I introduced myself to these people and told them what I'm doing, who I am, you know, what I'm what, what I'm trying to do, and how you know what what they've done to inspire me. These people couldn't have been more excited. So that's the thing. It's not like I met people with these egos, who who are like, oh, you know, oh, you know, they see me. You know, they see this fucking, you know, 
Guinea trying to make his way, you know, you know, being a loud mouth. No, they, they hear what I'm doing. They heard what I'm saying. They heard my words and, you know, hell yeah, man, let's fucking go. Some people there did, rec you know, did recognize me. You know, I got to meet Larry Cothard, great guy. You need to go follow him. Probably one of the funniest drivers ever. You know, it's funny. They, a couple of these people who had, who had recognized me from, from the internet, you know, a lot of them call me, you know, they say I'm, I'm the Goggins of trucking. They say that. And, you know, some of you will hear that and laugh. And I've made videos about, you know, and people like to, you know, scoff at that if they refer to me as the Goggins of trucking. And the reason being is because I make videos where I, I yell motivational stuff as I run. And it's very, very similar to some of the videos that Goggins might make. And now some people will say it very in a derogatory way. It's, it's just weird. You know, they'll say I'm a try hard. And, you know, it's funny about the term try hard. That's something that I used to call people. I used to call people a try hard all the time. And the type of people I would call a try hard were the type of people I was fucking jealous of. I could tell you that firsthand. It's envy of, uh, of why people call you, uh, why people would call somebody a try hard because it looks like they're doing something. They're passionate about something. They want to be something that you're not fucking doing. It is your own negative, uh, negative energy, your negative attitude. Your it is whatever's going on in your your wheelhouse that you're projecting outward when you call somebody a tryhard like that. But when the people met me and they said, "Oh, you're the Goggins of trucking," you know, to me that means a lot because that that says something. They know what I'm trying to do. They know that I want drivers fit. They know that I want change in this industry to have it trickle down into their lives. Because the truth of the factor is, when you do start taking care of your health, you do start taking care of number one, and you start fucking going all in and doubling down and quitting the fucking bullshit job and going towards you know your passions or fucking you know break getting out of this toxic relationship and hanging out with people who are fucking positive influences. When you do that, it trickles down into literally everything. It is the only trickle down that works. Period. Once you start filling your cup, once your cup has to be full before you can let any of your cup fuckle, tr fucking trickle down. I said fuckle, fucking trickle down in anything. You know what I mean? But what I'm trying to build and what what this weekend, what capped it off was, you know, I, I need to give a big plug to my uh, to my guy Reed out there from Lost Freight, um, which, by the way, if you are a driver or work in logistics, work in a warehouse, if you're a warehouse worker, it doesn't matter what you do. If you are anywhere in the logistics industry, we have a Discord chat going, the Lost Freight Discord, where we're trying to build a directory of people, professionals in the logistics industry, to just always ask questions. We already have guys in there asking about job interviews with companies. We're building a great network of guys in there to all talk, just talk about what's going on in our corner of the industry because. That's what the because that's what Matt's literally was. So, like I said, technology sometimes has its perks. So the Mid America Trucking Show all weekend was almost like a huge Discord chat where everybody's out there presenting their section of the industry, whether they're selling a product, whether that they're their own brand, whether they're a trucking company. That's what it is. It's all people chatting, letting know what their corner of the industry is, and you know what they can provide for you. That's what we're doing in this Discord chat. We're building an awesome community come out there and, 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 and hang out with us. But reason why I want to say this is because this is the brand and this is where we're going forward. I, I said it in a social media post. We're doing things for those who can't. We're doing things for those who aren't here. We're doing things for those who can't, you know, chase these same opportunities that we're capable of doing every single day. We're capable every single day of making a new change, of making a difference, of doing the things we want to do. We have that opportunity every fucking day. Don't forget that. 
period. We're doing it for those who can't. But, man, did, did the brand really start to take a turn, what I'm trying to do on Saturday night? We went to go watch the UConn Huskies game. Also, shout out UConn Huskies, five-time national championship. Get fucked, all the haters and losers, of which there are many. I get it. Um, but we went out to go watch the UConn game, uh, watch them play in the, in, in the, in the final four. This is the semifinals. And we were just – and part of me didn't want to actually drink that night because I, I thought I had a drive the next day, but I actually didn't. Um, I ended, I ended up not taking a certain load that went out of Ohio because the deadhead was too long. So, you know, I was, I was out, you know, it didn't matter. All I needed to do was just shoot myself up to the nearest loves in Indiana. So I was like, I want to hang out last night, last night in Louisville. I, I you know, I'm not going to be drinking for another couple of weeks. You know, Reed wanted to watch the UConn game. We were hanging out. Uh, other people had a jet. And so we're just, you know, we start, you know, drinking a couple beers and, and he asked me, he's like, do you got a website yet? You know, I was like, I was like, no, I, I, I got the, I got the link in bio, the link tree, you know, that, that can give, you know, direct people to certain links or whatever other content stuff. He's like, let's change that right now. And, you know, we're out there at a bar, there's a bachelorette party next to us, hanging out to, to mind you having fun. So we're out there, you know, we're fucking knuckles deep in a $2 natty lights guy's whipping out his macbook this is the type of fucking energy this guy has he has the type of energy where we're gonna go out and we're, we're gonna have fun and we're gonna do a little bit of fucking work you know what i mean it's not it's not like by any stretch of the means we were still having a phenomenal time we were talking the whole time we're doing it and we're just filling it in seeing what the website should do getting the logos out as we're doing it and he just drums me up this website you know it's just lumbartrucking.com we're gonna make some tweaks to it but there it is. And all it needs to do is just link you to all the other stuff I'm doing. That's it. Eventually, you know, we could toss the merchandise on there, depending on where the business goes. We, we, we cater it to that aspect. But we just did that. And and because and as we were talking, he was he, he was asking me, he's, go, he's like, so do you want it? You know, do you want it to be Lombard Trucking Fitness? Are you Lombard Fitness? Like, where are you going with this? He's like, you work on the first form app. You're helping drivers out. Like, is that the is that the direction you want to go? And I was like, and, and I was like, I think about that a lot when it comes to, um, catering fitness in my name. And I'm, and I'm kind of stealing this from a lesson I got from some of my friends over at first form, because you have a lot of people who will make a separate Instagram page or a separate something like for fitness, like they'll have their regular page and then they have their fitness page. And in reality, and like people can do whatever they want. Hey, if it, if it works, it works. I, I'm not trying to judge anybody for it, but Reality is when, especially, in, and I, and I agree with this because it, you know, it, it fits my narrative in a way, but it's what I want to see. But I, I feel as though it's, it's really true is that when it comes to health and fitness and when it comes to social media, people want to see you, people want to see what you're doing. They want to see your life. They want to see like that. That's why people are so attracted to social media is the lens we can see. We can see what our friends are doing. You know, we can see the pictures they're taking. Like, I don't need to see your fitness page. Like, I, I don't want, like, I don't want to see just your fitness page. I want to see your life and how, and how it's been incorporated in your life. You know what I mean? So, like, I want to see you doing your job, starting your business, hanging out with your family. I want to see your dog. You know, you know, we want to see that stuff. And then also have the fitness focus on it, how that's a priority in, in your life, so to speak. And I was explaining that to him. I was like, look, I was like the brand. And this goes back to the, the, the Goggins of trucking thing is, is 
these are the brands that the brand I'm trying to build, rebuild, because we're talking about how this was a brand. This was a company. This company should have been turning 100 years old this year. It's not, you know, that that's the reality of it. So it was a brand. It was a business should be 100 years old. So what and, and you know, and I'm brainstorming this. I'm trying and I'm trying to, you know, I and I keep hearing Goggins of trucking. I'm not trying to be, you know, Lombard Trucking Fitness. I'm not sure. What I'm trying to be is Lombard. That's it. That that's the brand. The brand is fucking Lombard. Like how got like there's Goggins, there's Jocko, there's Lombard. That's the fucking brand right there. Where you know who where you know exactly who I am, what I stand for. You know that it's that yes, I will chase fitness goals. You know, I'm doing marathons. That's all a factor. But also there's this aspect of this mentality, the Lombard mentality, the fucking take no prisoners, take no bullshit, double down mentality. Just in this kind of niche of a job, that's that's the brand right there. It's Lombard is the brand. And that's and like it just that's what this weekend just fucking really fine tuned for me. Because that's that's what it's going to take going forward. It's it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be Mike Lombard that takes on <laughs> big tech. It's not going to be Mike Lombard, you know. It's not going to be Michael Lombard who takes on Tesla. It's not going to be Michael Lombard who takes on AI. It's not going to be Michael Lombard who takes on the FMCSA. It's not going to be Michael Lombard who takes on the Department of Transportation. It's not the Michael Lombard who's going to get the ear of this senator this congressman it's gonna be lombard takes on the dot lombard versus the fmcsa you see where i'm going this this is where i'm going and this is this is the mentality that we're trying to get you know people to follow you know that i'm not saying i want people to follow me i'm just saying what lombard puts out is what if people take that into the world then they could be johnson smith andrews whatever you, you so that way you people can go out there and do what they do and be the change that they want to be is when you take that brand, when you, when you just, when you see what we're doing out here with everything we're doing, you see, you see going off that brand right there, because that brand wants to get shit done. That brand isn't going to cave to this. That brand isn't going to sacrifice character for X, Y, Z. That's where we're going. But Hey, I think that this, that's a good place to leave it. Um, I hope you, uh, hey, if you're a driver out there, make it a point to go to the Mid-America Trucking Show next year. It is well worth your time. It's just well worth your time meeting and talking to people because that's what we need to do. At the end of the day, when it comes to fixing the issues in the trucking industry, when it comes to, like I said, fixing the issues in the trucking industry is another trickle-down factor. This is a, you know, there are three and a half million truck drivers out there. When you bet, when it benefits the truck, when it, when the trucking industry is winning, America is winning. You can't, there's no other way to put it. When the trucking industry is happy, America is going to be happy. That's the way it was pre-deregulation. Shit was pretty fucking good. After deregulation, if you go back to the episode talking with Rachel Premack, you could tell it took a little bit of a dive. It became a fucking race to the bottom. I'm not saying it's still not a something that you can make a career out of. We spoke with Quincy. Yes, it is still an industry where you can go from homeless to six figures. Is out there, not college educated. Yes, it is there. Yet that it there, there's it's a it's a it, 
It's a different path for every other people. That's not the norm, put it that way. It isn't the norm. We still have problems that go along with it. Parking's still an issue for Quincy. Parking is still an issue for people. And we're on a road right now. We are on a, uh, a runaway train of unsustainability when it comes to drivers in our supply chain. When it comes to how we're hiring and training new drivers, it is unsustainable. When it comes to the infrastructure, it is unsustainable. And we're going to get to the point where we're going to have no option but to just give the reins to big tech and let it run. And in the, and in the meantime, people will die. What will happen is the number one job for high school educated males in the country will then disappear. The ripple of effect will cause people to die, period. There's no, uh, well, they'll figure it out. No, the risk is there will be death. And then all of a sudden, you know, is that, is that what it's going to take? Is that the, is that what we're supposed to accept as a fucking society where, Oh, Hey, yeah, it'll make things better in the long run. It'll make things better in the long run. So 90 years, we just need to go through perpetual suffering, people starving, dying, families, cancer, everything, X, Y, Z, losing health insurance. We just need to go through that. And then it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. Bullshit. 2023. We're making fucking changes. We're getting the fuck after it. We're, we're doing it. We're full steam of fucking head on this shit. I'm not even fucking kidding. And anybody who thinks I'm kidding can get the fuck out. Or shoot me a fucking message and tell me why you think that I'm lying. And I'd like to see what you're doing in the meantime. But look, I want to end on a positive note. I want to thank each and every single person I met at the Mid-America Trucking Show. I want to thank you for inviting me with open arms. Um, just an early shout out now to the, to the future guests. We got a lot of good people who are going to come on. who are going to say a lot of good stuff. And I want to thank every single one of you. Um, I talked to people who mentioned certain episodes that they had listened to and the stories and they, and they, and they can't, you know, and they love it. They, you know, they, they love what's going on and it, and it, it feels good. And it means so much to me um, to have just started off, you know, telling my story. Um, and, and I love my story and I love telling it and I, I'm still writing it. But what I love more has been, you know, other people's stories too, because we're all truckers. Um, trucking is important. Um, I got a passion for this. Um, we're all just, we're all just trying to make, you know, we're all just trying to make it everything a better place. And, uh, you know, so from the bottom of my heart, um, here we are at episode 57. Um, whether you've been me, with me, you know, on a one since day one, or this is the first time you're hearing, you know, my loud mouth ass doesn't matter. I, I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart ways you can support the show. Uh, five star review. Share uh, on Spotify or Apple uh, really helps with the algorithm. It's starting to get kicked into algorithms just off of uh, numbers. Um, as you produce more episodes and other podcasts don't, it'll get shuffled into people's eyes. So those five-star reviews really help. Liking and subscribing on YouTube also really help, as well as commenting. Uh, so make sure you uh, comment down below. Get at me on the socials, uh, interacting, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're heavy on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, get on there. We got our whole little crew on there where we're talking shit, where we're hauling freight, talking shit from state to state. You know what I'm fucking talking about. Um, engagement. Just engaging with us, shooting the shit. And, hey, like I said, if you got any questions, if you want to come on, you got something you want to talk about, if you're tied to the industry, shoot, you know, reach out. Let's go. Let's. You, I'll talk to anybody and anyone. Come on here. We'll shoot the shit. But um, 
with that, guys, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Uh, can't appreciate you enough. Um, that's it. Like I said, we're doing this for those who can't and the brand. We're Lombard. <laughs>